Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, on this morning's show, I have a few topics I'd like to cover if we have time, but uh, clearly, uh, I, I, we have to start with the whole U.S. Open and Serena Williams meltdown. Uh, I, I was obviously um, I was watching along with so many others yesterday to see whether or not Naomi Osaka would win this upset match against Serena, who, of course, has a a long career uh, in terms of winning championships. But uh, what unfolded was just unbelievable. And, you know, I want to talk about this with you this morning uh, because it was so it just was one thing after another. And, of course, I'll take your calls right away at 1-877-337-6666. That's brought to you by... Mohegan Sun, full of action, full of possibilities, full of life. Now, you know, it, it's just, I, I wonder if we see, if, if we go, is, if you heard, you know, Dave's update about Serena Williams and what transpired uh, at, at, at the U.S. Open yesterday or last night, you know, we have to see this from the prism of, of sports parenting, because clearly there was just one thing after another. And, and you know, the first thing, of course, is that her, her coach, Serena's coach, who was sitting in the stands, you know, he admitted uh, on television that, yes, I was using hand signals to, to coach Serena. She said afterwards that, no, I don't, I don't, we don't have any hand signals. I don't, I don't get coached uh, from the stands. I, I just don't do that. So obviously there was a disconnect either between her and her coach. Uh, and again, that'll have to be sorted out between the two of them as to what, what ha- went down. Then, of course, uh, the fact that, you know, she, she, begin to lose it, and, and she, in a, in a fit of anger, uh, she smashed her racket. Uh, clearly, that, that was not a good sign, not very good sportsmanship. Uh, that cost her, you know, a point. Uh, then at some point, she finally broke and, and just basically uh, called out the chair umpire, Carlos Ramos, called him a thief, and demanded an apology. This is all on, 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 on television, watching all this go down. Uh, and, of course, later on, she sort of said, well, you know, this is— but this is more of an issue of sexism, uh, of gender bias. This, this, this happens differently. Men are given more, more leeway than women when it comes to what they can say on, on a tennis court. The whole thing was an awful mess. And then just when he didn't know what was going to happen next, when Osaka and Williams are waiting to get their, their, their championship and runner-up trophies, then Serena surprises everybody in effect and says, well, you know, I just want to make sure let's stop the booing. Uh, we want to basically uh, salute uh, Naomi Osaka for a great match and so on and so forth. So Serena's credit, she tried to put a better spin on this. And obviously the crowd, which was obviously supportive, more supportive of Serena than of uh, Naomi, you know, they, they applauded. But the whole thing was really quite ugly. And I, I don't really know exactly how we going to straighten this out? But certainly, uh, you know, somebody somewhere this morning is talking about with the tennis association. We got to start going back and check these rules and figure out what's allowed and what isn't allowed, and what what we have to do to correct this because you know this is a real issue. Uh, again, let's let's talk about this. I'm eager to get your thoughts. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's start with uh, with James up in New Haven. James, good morning. You're on the fan. 
Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good, James. How are you? Well, well, here's the thing from my perspective. I think that Serena was totally disrespected in her mind. I think the first call of the uh, of her coaching from her box, and it's something that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's never it's never called, and that set this thing this whole thing in motion. So she never got herself back after that happened to her. And as, as I watched the match unfold, because of her anger about what happened with the chair umpire, and you know then she has a bad service game, she breaks her racket. Certainly, that was her worst um, uh, thing that she did during the entire match. You've seen everyone yell at uh, guys, people at the chair all the time, and never get as much as a warning. Mm-hmm. And now, to, and now to take away a point, and then take away a game, it just kept getting worse and worse, and it snowballed on her. And I agree with Serena one hundred percent that it's sexism, and it's you know, as a black woman. He wasn't going to take that from her, and that's the reason why he ends up taking the game, and which pretty much ended the match. She had gotten herself back to almost being herself in it, and where where she was competing in the second set, and then it was just totally taken away, and it it became absurd at that point. James, uh, you make good observations here. The, The question I would have for you is that you know Serena, you know she's a veteran, and she has a history. Uh, of being uh, outspoken uh, at the U.S. Open in years past. Don't you think at some point that with her experience, uh, I mean, she's not 20 years old like Osaka, but at some point she should have said to herself, wait a minute, obviously this could this could go sour and go south in a hurry. So instead of trying to take a few moments to collect her thoughts and to calm herself down, she sort of let her emotions get the best of her. Well, well here's the thing. This is what a lot of times we look at athletes and we want them to be better than we are. Yep. We want them to be more than just an athlete. Right. And sometimes and sometimes you look at that and that's maybe possible or maybe not. She's in a heat of battle trying to win her. Think about all the historic stuff that went on. The woman almost died giving birth to her daughter. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you on no, that. No, but, sure. No, but but my, point, my point is she's coming back from all these different things that are wrapped up in her mind that we have no idea why she is the way she is. But as an athlete, to get points taken away from you that you don't feel like you deserve, there's nothing more disrespectful than that. He basically, in her mind, called her out for cheating. Yes. When all, well, yeah. when all, when but, all her, James, her folks did was, what's up? I know, I know. I hear what you're saying, and and I agree with you. To me, and then the chronology of this, and James, thank you for your for your insights this morning. But it all started with with the coach, Serena's coach, who admitted on television, "Oh yeah, I was I was giving uh, signals to uh, uh, Serena." Everybody does it. He says, "I never, no, nobody. I don't have. I have a totally unfettered record." Uh, but yeah, I was giving her signs, and then she says, "Yeah, but I don't. I don't cheat. I don't get signs from my coach." So right away, that's the first thing. That's where it all began to snowball. And again, I'd be curious to see how Serena plays this out with her coach. Let's continue. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to Will here in Manhattan. Will, hi there. You're on the fan. Hey, how are you? Good, Will. Go ahead. Uh, we lost Will. Let's go to uh, let's go over to Jim in Hoboken. Hi, Jim. You're on the fan. Hey, how are you? Good, Jim. Um, so, you know, my perspective was <clears throat> kind of what you ended up with, that Serena's a veteran. Her coach admitted that he was sending her signals or coaching her. I just think that <clears throat> given how storied 
her career has been. Her behavior was truly disgusting, and it, and, and it really detracted from one irrefutable truth, and that that young girl, Naomi, was kicking her butt all over the court. I mean, right, right. She, she really played a phenomenal match, and it was, it was, it was so, so bad to watch, especially the way she was trying to handle it. And I'm, obviously, she didn't handle Naomi, that is, handle things that well. I mean, she looked like she was in a state of shock, but, you know, <laughs> given, given Serena's, you know, veteran tenure and, and, and status as, as one of the, you know, the best of, of all time in, in women's tennis, I, I really think that. I mean, her her behavior was just disgusting. Whether it's a man, a woman, there's just no place for that in any sport, regardless of what the rules are. What what's your take? Well, Jim, I I, I um, I'm trying to be impartial on this, but I will I will tell you that um, uh, yeah, I I sort of uh, hear what you're saying about this. Serena is the veteran; she's the, the top name. She unfortunately, inadvertently, I'm sure, because obviously she's a she's a you know huge competitor and wanted to win. But there's no question, all the commentators agreed that Osaka was really taking her measure yesterday, an unknown 20-year-old girl who, at the end, realized that at, at the ceremony, she had been sort of cast in the role of villain, that somehow she was responsible for Serena's meltdown. I mean, the poor girl was crying, and, and you know, I don't think she smiled once. She was, I mean, it's just very, very bizarre to see a, a 20-year-old come across the the national or international scene, uh, basically an unknown, knocking off one of the all-time greats, and she's crying and embarrassed, so to speak, because she feels that she's done something wrong. Um, and I'm glad, of course, that Serena had the, at least some wherewithal to say, look, let's, let's stop the booing and the jeering. Let, let's give, a, you know, some, uh, some recognition to Naomi Osaka, who played a great match. But again, the whole thing left sort of a, a unfortunately, left a real sour taste. And uh, for, for parents uh, who are watching this with their kids who play tennis, you know, there has to be some discussion about this because, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be um, an examination of the rules. Uh, they're going to have to change things around. I don't know why that rule exists about no coaching from the stands, but that'll have to be under scrutiny. And, of course, just the behavior uh, in terms of giving warnings and the punishments. I mean, something, something's not right here. And, and as I said, um, it was a very, very unfortunate incident in this day and age where everything's on television or audio was picked up. It was just really bizarre. Um, anyway, we're talking this morning about what happened with Serena Williams in the U.S. Open yesterday. I'm taking your calls at one 337 6666 I'm going to take a pause uh, with some commercial messages. Dave Uram has your complete sports wrap-up from last night. When I return, I'll come right back to your calls. Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. I'm Rick Wolf. We're talking about, of course, the uh, the really sort of uh, embarrassing embarrassing moments yesterday at the U.S. Open uh, by Serena Williams, and uh, specifically, you know, what at this point what should be done, what what could be corrected. Uh, clearly, it was a real black eye for tennis uh, on a huge platform. Um, look, there's no question. We all know that Serena Williams, all these top athletes, are extraordinarily competitive. We get that. We understand that. But at some point, you just have to keep things in check. And, and you know, if you're watching this and you're a tennis fan, look, we already know at the youth level uh, there's a lot of uh, pushy parents 
who are out there who want their kids to become the next Serena Williams. We get that as well. But the way this played out in terms of sportsmanship, in terms of decorum, in terms of behavior, you just you just you were just hoping that at some point Serena would calm down, take a few moments to collect her thoughts, understand what's going on, the 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 the, the magnitude of the event, and say, okay, let me get back to this playing tennis. I got a I got a terrific opponent here who's trying to make a name for herself as well. But again, the way the whole thing played out, it was just kind of it made you kind of queasy, quite frankly. It was difficult to watch. And then again, Serena tried to put try to smooth things over at the end during the ceremony. But again, a lot of questions remained and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of concerns. one 337 Let's get back to their calls. Let's go to uh, Tony Fiorino. Tony, longtime sports parenting advocate. Tony, good to hear from you. Hey, Rick. Great to speak with you as always. I got to give you a little warning. You're going to have to reel me in because my wife literally had to sit on my shoulders as we watched that unfold yesterday. Uh-huh. I, could, I could spend an hour with you, so call me on the way home. But the real thing that everybody is missing here is that this is, without question, 100% on her shoulders. Think about what happened. She did not get accused of cheating. Her coach did. That was a violation against her coach. Mm-hmm. She, could, she could have kept her mouth shut and gone back to play because she didn't lose a point. Instead, what did she do? Her brat mentality got the best of her. She smashed a racket. Mm -hmm. The guy was completely justified doing what he did, which was take one point. Mm -hmm. Again, she could have kept her mouth shut. Instead, she she did what she usually does when she is losing, finds an excuse, and made a personal attack against the character of the judge. She didn't argue a call. She called him a thief. It's what she tell me the last time you watched her losing in a match and she didn't rely on an injury or start arguing about something stupid. So my point is this. What everybody is missing is she was getting her butt stomped by a very good up-and-coming player. If she thought for a second she could come back and win, she would have kept her mouth shut. She created her own excuse for losing and she knew there was an enormous crowd behind her that would support her, and nothing made me more sick than watching that little girl's amazing victory get absolutely ruined, and it is 100% on Serena's shoulders, has nothing to do with her gender, has nothing to do with her race. She was losing, and she took the brat way out, which is endemic of this sport. Well, Tony, uh, you know... (laughs) Uh, thank you for that uh, that analysis. Uh, you know, obviously, people are, we've had callers already this morning who defend Serena. But you know, as I mentioned early on, she does have a history of of, of losing her cool at the U.S. Open. It's not the first time this has happened. To your point about about her coach, who openly admitted that he was sending her signs, um, you would have thought that her a lot of her wrath should have been directed at her coach as opposed exactly. to, as opposed to the uh, the umpire. I mean, you know, it, it, the umpire's just doing his job. Carlos uh, Ramos, I mean, he's, you know, he's calling the way he sees it. He's a, an experienced guy. Uh, yeah, so there, that's a point. That's, that's a game. That's a, I mean, warnings. I mean, it, you know, it, it, your scenario is intriguing, uh, but at the bottom, at the end of the day, there was this 20-year-old Naomi Osaka who should be had this crowning moment beating Serena Williams at the U.S. Open. <laughs> Serena made it about herself again. Even at the end, when she's the only one, she takes it upon herself 
oh, I'm the only one that can tell the crowd it's okay to stop booing. It was a disgusting moment, regardless of sport, men's or women's sport. It was a disgusting moment. As I said, it was very difficult to watch this play out because the Osaka kid, as I mentioned before, she she was crying. I mean, this was this was she defeated her her childhood hero, and here she's crying. I, I and she wasn't very articulate as to why she was crying, whether it was tears of joy or, or tears because she was embarrassed. But as you said, Serena sort of took it upon herself to try to smooth this whole thing over. But she stole she stole the the spotlight from this kid. Who, uh, who really had a, had a great day, had a great match. Simple as that. Well, and the, the third point of those tears was just that. What was going to be, Rick, nobody knows better than you what it takes to get to that level in any sport. She may never, now I think she's going to be a very, very, the way she played is just ridiculous. Speed and power combined, she's awesome. But she may never get there again. And it was absolutely tainted. Instead of this being this absolutely glorious moment, she felt like the crowd didn't want her to win. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was set up for failure. And, again, it's endemic of the sport. It's been a brat mentality going back to McEnroe. But now because, there are no, because of technology, there are no more chalk flew up McEnroe moments, so they can't argue calls, so they argue something stupid. And she argued about something that she wasn't penalized for. Yeah, I... And then she sold herself out, but she saw the end coming. She was outplayed. The yep. moment she broke, that Naomi came back and broke her back in a dominating way. The writing was on the wall. She was going to get clear, set it out, and she used an excuse, and she ruined a great game, and she owes us an apology. We, nobody owes her one. Tony, interesting uh, theory. Thank you for, for calling in this morning. Good to well, talk to you. Call me on the way home. I got more to go, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, Tony's Tony's theory is is a, is a plausible one. And, and you know, again, to use his words that, you know, tennis for years has had this sort of like this brat mentality uh, going back to the days of uh, when McEnroe, when he was at his peak, um, somehow, yeah, this is a concern. And, and the question is, if you're a parent and you have a kid coming up playing tennis, you're going to have to sort of uh, try to guide them through their emotions. Look, we're, we say the emotions are all part of this. We get that. This is a very competitive sport, but you still got to keep things uh, in, in perspective and in priority in terms of how you compete and keeping a sense of decorum and of sportsmanship. Let's move on. Let's go to Chris in New Hyde Park. Chris, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Good, Chris. How are you? Good. So I just had a couple of points. And first of all, I want to start this. I'm not a Serena fan at all. I'm not even much of a tennis fan. Okay. But I do I do coach kids a lot. I do coach athletes a lot and have done it. Their competitive nature, and you mentioned it just as you came back after the break. Yeah. Their competitive nature gets them crazy like that at times. And and you know what? And they, they're uncontrollable. And that, frankly, I think that's what she was, right? But I think the real message that comes out of this is as much as you don't like the calls and as much as you get upset with the calls and that's not your um, that's not your job to be making the calls. Your job is to be the key, the athlete. But she handled, Serena handled herself on that, on the platform and she gave credit to the kid for doing the job that, that she did. She handled it as, as mad and as uncontrolled as she may have been. She got herself under control and she showed the proper respect to the, the person who beat her. And she, you know what? Like I said, I'm not a Serena fan, but give her credit. 
the message that I take away from that whole thing is give her credit for handling it properly after she, at the right time when she needed to. Well, Chris, here's something I was thinking about, uh, you know, last night watching this. And yes, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of battle, uh, and you're so locked in, you're so focused, you're trying to compete, and we know she's a great competitor uh, and a huge champion, but obviously her emotions overcame her her rationale and, and her rational approach to the game. I'm thinking that, Obviously, once the match came to an end and there was some time that passed and she could reflect uh, about what had just transpired, maybe her wits came back to her. And she sort of said, you know, I really just made a fool out of myself. I'm going to have to go back on national TV at the ceremony when they hand out the trophies and do the right thing here. So my sense is maybe the time has come in tennis where, especially at these, at these, these, these tournaments like the U.S. Open, you know, maybe instead of having the coach up on the stands, you have some a coach right there, you know, on the sidelines, basically on the court, to to calm their 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 players down so that these things don't happen. And and again, I'm not, I can't say that I, I'm totally familiar with all the tennis rules, but it would seem to me this is a situation where you know it would help if if somebody said, "Hey, Serena, take take five seconds here." Let's not ruin the match here. Let's not do something stupid that's going to come back and, and tarnish your image. Let's calm down. And again, I think she had the sense after the match was over to say, oh, my gosh, I, I can't steal this kid's thunder. i got to give her credit. And, it, you know, that's why she did what she did. I'd like to at least think that. Yeah, I, the only other thing I would say is she made comments about being racist, and I don't think this is a racist issue. I do think it was probably a – I don't. I think a man would have got well, away with – well, not, not racist. I think I think you're confused as sexism. And, no, no, I understand that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying two different things. Okay. I don't think it's a racist issue. I think, though, at the end of the day, a man probably would have got away with Jimmy McEnroe, um, uh, John, uh, John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors got away with stuff Long time probably ago. significantly more worse than yeah. that well, in the exercise. But that's that's uh, and Chris, thank you for the call. You know the the McEnroe Connors here. That's a long time ago, and and, and uh, yeah, Serena said afterwards, just saying that well, there's, there's a double standard with the genders. Uh, that's another issue for to discuss at a different time. Let's let's move on to uh, to uh, to West Babylon. Dan has been waiting patiently. Dan, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. How you doing today? Good, Dan. Good. Uh, I just kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, you know what we've been talking about with the, you know, the Serena Williams issue. Yes, like, I, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like when was enough going to be enough for her? You know, obviously it was a terrible call. You know, things like that happen, and uh, you know, I guess if she got called on it, it is what it is. But you know, she kept pressing the issue. She didn't get one warning. She got two warnings. You know. Like, when was it going to be enough? And Well, this is why I finally, say, Dan, you know, you know that, I think she would have benefited. And again, she's a veteran player. She's a champion. She would have benefited if somebody at, at courtside had said to her, somebody, a coach, and said, hey, Serena, take, take a moment here. Calm down. Let's not lose focus on the bigger issue trying to win this match. Uh, because right. obviously she got derailed. And she did it. She, she gave in to her emotions. Uh, and it just thing sort of spun out, out of control. And you would have thought that if she would have benefited. I mean, if the, her coach, you know, had been on the sidelines and said, you know, let's take five seconds here to, to recollect ourselves, that would have made out more sense. But to, to let it just spin out of control, whatever her motivation or whatever her losing her focus, the, the bottom line is what we saw. And it was not a pretty thing to see in a championship match. Right, right. And, and also, I think, 
you know, how did, how did that all turn out into be a woman's rights issue? You know, we're playing tennis here, and, and yes, it is a bad call, and, you know, you need to move on, like we said, but how does that all come well, about? I think, her, I think your true colors show when, you know, you're in, you're in the heat of the moment and something happens, you know, and she, she did what she did. And, and, you know, some people like it, some people hate it, but I, I don't know how that turns into a woman's rights issue. Well, I, and again, I, I don't know the, the total uh, flow of, of, of Serena's thinking, but my sense was that she was saying, uh, well, you know, men say a lot worse things uh, to the uh, to the chair ump and and they get away right. with it. Uh, right. So why why all of a sudden if I start complaining, uh, I I'm, I'm immediately penalized. And right. you know I don't again I don't follow the sport that closely to know if that she has real merit in what she says. Again, thirty years ago with McEnroe and Connors, we know that they were known for their histrionics, but now it's different uh, because of all right. the technology. So I think. I don't. I don't. I want to keep that off to the side. Dan, thank you uh, for your yep. call this morning. Thank you. Yeah, but I, I. I just don't know if that has any merit or not. All I do know is that if you talk to top professional athletes, and I have over the years, the fact is when things don't go their way, whether it's whatever the sport they're playing, a bad call is made. A call, a judgment call goes against them. The top athletes say to themselves, "I don't like that. I'm angry about it." But I know I have to suck it up and move on because I can't let it destroy or, or get in the way of my old, ultimate goal of trying to prevail today. If you let bad calls disturb you, dis- distract you, uh, and you give in to them, then you're going to have problems. And that's what we saw yesterday, unfortunately, uh, with Serena. All right, let, let me take a pause. When I return, we'll continue our conversation at one 337 And I want to remind you, of course, at 9 o'clock this morning following the show, it is Football Sunday with Mark Malusis and Dave Deal. Make sure you stick around and get their thoughts and insights on the upcoming Giants-Jaguar game and the rest of what's happening in the NFL this Sunday. And as always, I invite you to check out my website and blog at AskCoachWolf.com. Also, you might want to uh, look ahead, Mark, December 5th on your calendar. I'm planning on doing... Another sports psychology presentation based upon my book. This one will be in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Uh, I'll have more details uh, about this presentation on December 5th uh, to come uh, in the weeks ahead. I also want to pass along a quick note about an important fundraiser for the family of Jim Grasso, uh, the longtime athletic director at Ramsey High School over in Jersey. Jim passed away not too long ago at the age of 54 due to pancreatic cancer, and an army of Jim's friends and supporters are putting together a major fundraiser for his family. It's going to be held Tuesday, September 25th at 6 p.m. at the Fiesta in Woodridge, New Jersey. Featured speakers, among others, will include Mike Quick and Phil Sims. In addition to a lot of good food and good talks, there will also be a silent auction held. Now, tickets for the Jim Grasso fundraiser are $100 each, and it's strongly suggested if you like to attend, you should get tickets as soon as possible. I'm going to give you an email address where you can get more information. You go to Team Grosso, that's one word, Team Grosso 2018 at gmail.com. Again, a fundraiser for Jim's family, Tuesday, September 25th at the Fiesta in Woodridge, New Jersey. Get more information at Team Grosso 2018 at gmail.com.
Okay, back to uh, what's happened yesterday with Serena Williams uh, and, and the U.S. Open and a lot of different opinions about this. Uh, and I'm going to continue to take your calls at one 337 Let's continue with Mike up in Saratoga Springs. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, I just wanted to make a quick comment that, uh, I mean, Serena really, uh, really tarnished her image and, uh, and did a lot of damage to the sport with her, uh, her not being accountable for her actions. And, um, and, it, and it was really good to see the, the umpire enforce the rules equally for those infractions that occurred. And, uh, and, and I'd like to uh, compliment Naomi on, uh, on rising above all of that at such a young age and, uh, and compliment her parents. I mean, they obviously raised her the right way and, uh, she remained respectful and, uh, and, and she garnered the inner strength to endure the shameless behavior from her opponent. Well, Mike, I, I let mean, me, it was shocking. Let me, let me jump in there. Uh, you know, and, and, and thank you for your, your thoughts. Uh, the thing about this, and perhaps Naomi Osaka, she was sort of, I mean, a 20-year-old, relatively unknown, uh, who obviously grew up idolizing Serena and used to go out to the U.S. Open in Forest Hills and watch from the, uh, the upper deck. Uh, all of a sudden, she's playing against her, her longtime idol, and then she's watching her longtime idol go through all this uh, you know, meltdown. It just said you got to give credit to Osaka because she— you know, played on, and she did not lose her focus despite watching what was going on all around her uh, in front of a huge packed audience and a national audience on TV. So, yes, uh, I, you think about a 20-year-old having the presence of mind just to play on and, and to – she got to the to the, the ceremony. Uh, you know, she was obviously overcome with emotion and obviously just tears. Uh, we'll find out more about her overall reaction in the days to come, but it was – we talk about focus here. If you're an athlete and if you're working with a youngster, your own kids in focus, I keep coming back to this. You have to maintain your perspective when things either seem to be getting the way or, or distractions. You can't get into those kind of things. You've got to play on. And, and uh, unfortunately, Serena you know, got distracted. Uh, from Naomi Osaka's perspective, she didn't lose her perspective. She kept playing and ended up with a championship. Simple as that. Let's go over to Artie in New Jersey. Artie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Um, I, I guess my question is, why is this such a shock and outrage in terms of sports, right? So, if I'm not mistaken, Jimbo Fisher on the sideline yesterday blew a gasket over a call. Baseball managers run out, kick dirt, uh, get in the face of an umpire. Mm-hmm. And the takeaway on that is that they motivate their team. So I'm just curious, why is this such an outrage that an athlete was passionate about a call? And, yeah, these things happen in sports all the time. So why is this so despicable? That's my question. Well, okay, Artie, and that's, that's a fair question, and, and, and thank you. I mean, look at hockey. Look at hockey. We're talking about sportsmanship. Well, it, I, I they was can at, go out there and fight all day long. Uh, let me, let me, I, I, it's, look, it's a fair comment. Here's the deal. First of all, this is an individual athlete as opposed to a team sport like ice hockey or football, whatever it might be. Uh, by the way, I've never seen any studies 
just for the record, that shows that if a manager goes out and throws a tantrum in a baseball game uh, or a football coach goes nuts in the sidelines, I've never seen any empirical studies that show that the team then responds in a positive way. If that were true, then every time we had a football game or a baseball game, you want the manager to go out and, and, and go nuts. But it, players don't react like that. It's not, it's not how the, it's, that there's, no, there's no real cause and effect, at least in all the studies I've seen. As far as Serena's concerned, it, it's, it, it's, again, it's an individual sport uh, as opposed to a team sport. And, again, that's the difference. Uh, you know, if you're out there by yourself as the individual, uh, you're going you're gonna to garner all the attention if you win. You're also going to get all the attention if you lose. So you understand it's a little different when it comes to individual athletics. And I think that, that's a major, major component of this. Let's, uh, let's go to Dan in Manhattan. Hi, Dan. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick, how are you? Good, how are you? All right. Uh, based on Serena's post-match uh, press conference, yes. it seems like she thought that the chair official, uh, sorry about that, that the chair official overruled himself and that she was not uh, given a warning for coaching because she had that, uh, what she characterized as kind of a, a respectful exchange between the two. Uh-huh. I think she was really surprised that she got the point violation for the racket smash because she didn't know she was on a warning. Mm-hmm. I think that... The official needed to do a better job um, after that initial exchange of maybe saying, I understand your point. I cannot um, undo the warning for the, you know, for the violation for coaching. So you still have that warning. Right. And then I think that a, a lot of the meltdown could have been averted with better communication between the chair and Serena. Well, Dan, let's go on that pathway for a second. And, yeah, I mean, uh, Ramos said, from what I understand as well, that, that he said, I can't undo the warning. And if I'm Serena, and her her original thesis was, I don't I don't get coached from the stands. I don't I don't I'd rather lose than cheat. So from her perspective, she felt that she was being unfairly singled out, you know, because she says I I don't I'm not getting coached, even though her coach said later on, yeah, I was coaching her. So there's a yeah, real. He also he also said that you know Sasha's been coaching the whole match too, and their yeah. cameras trained on Serena's box. So, you know, nobody's kind of showed if, if, well, the, uh, <laughs> if, if Naomi's coach was. And I understand, you You know, I, I do agree that this has to be something that kind of does something about because different tournaments have different rules. Yeah. And, and so and I'm, if, really, I'm, if I'm running the U.S. Open, yeah, I, I, the first thing I would do if I'm the U.S. Open uh, officials is say, wait a minute, this is a problem because. You know, this that that was sort of how this whole thing sort of began to spin out of control. Serena is trying to win a match, at, you know, the finals, and somehow you know, the, the, the 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 chair umpire says, "Oh no, no, no! You're getting coached from the stands." And she says, "What? Right. What are you talking about?" So I can understand how her immediately she became defensive and upset. Now that being said, as I said before, you got to maintain your focus. You're gonna have to start. No, I, say, I agree. So, I agree. But I also think that the chair official needed to. She was walking away. Yeah. Uh, she was done having an exchange. She was walking away to, to go back onto the court after the crossover when he assessed the game. Right. And I think that he could have. Uh, I, I'm of two minds of this because I'm a I'm a soccer referee, and she impugned his, um, you know, his fairness by calling him a thief. And I know, like as a referee. If a player or a coach ever says that I'm cheating, that that's definitely going to be sanctioned. Yes, but, well, you know, with, there, uh, there isn't that you know, dissent in and of itself is is not tolerated either. So it's kind of a different culture and different sport. But they, she was walking away. I think that the ref could have, um, you know, let that be the end of the conversation and the match go on. Again, it, it, you you make you raise fair points, and as a soccer ref, you know also. 
that, you know, if a player comes to you and quietly says to you during the course of the heat of the action, you know, hey, Dan, uh, that's not right. You really uh, cheated me on that or you made a bad call. Chances are you're going to accept that because it was done in a private manner as opposed to saying something outrageously that's loud and, and uh, perhaps profane. I don't know, Rick. She was, it's only loud because the, it's Mike. She, was, she approached the chair every time she dissented with the uh, umpire. Well, and she, she also asked for an apology like and so on and so forth. Again, every culture, every sport's different, but clearly, uh, you know, he was, Ramos was not going to back down and she wasn't either. The, the, the bottom line, Dan, and you know this is, as we all do, she just got, she let it get to her. She got distracted. and oh, I, the, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I, I agree with your point, too, that it's to her credit that she kind of regrouped um, and helped make it a, a moment for uh, Osaka. For Osaka. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of the, the sexism, like the, a lot of callers have said things like that poor little girl or this little girl that. She's a woman. She's 20 years no, old. No, no, no. Yeah, was a teenager. He yeah. won his first uh, major. We didn't call him that little boy who won Wimbledon or... <laughs> Michael Chang was that little, cute little boy who won the French Open. I, Dan, I hear you. I hear you. Th- and thank you for your call this morning. Yeah, I mean, the sexism, as I said, I've tried to put that off to the side. I think that's a different issue, which we can discuss down the road. But I'm talking here about what happened and how Serena, who is, as Dan pointed out, she's a pro for a long time. She's a champion. In effect, you know, something, she just got distracted. She got, she lost her cool. And unfortunately, uh, and who knows, maybe Osaka would have just gone on just uh, steamroller anyhow. But the fact that she, she, she let it get to her, simple as that, and was really kind of a, an ugly thing to observe. All right, let me take a timeout. I'll be back with more. Stay with me. Friends, uh, I'm sorry uh, I'm out of time this morning because obviously a lot of calls, a lot of reaction to uh, Serena Williams when it happened yesterday. But let me just say this in terms of sports parenting. You have to get the point across to your kids that they're going to play competitive sports. They're going to have to understand that bad calls do happen. And when bad calls do occur, you can't let that distract you from your task or goal at hand. And unfortunately, yesterday, Serena, who's obviously a longtime champion, longtime pro, she let this thing get distracted from her, and she her let her emotions get away from her, and then she ended up paying the price in terms of losing to uh, Naomi Osaka. It's unfortunate. It was ugly, uh, and but that's how it is. You've got to keep your focus at all times. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.